Blog Talk Radio. This is MMA Fight Music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submission with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is a call to all. You know it's Mikey Ruckus, and I'm busting through the door. Bring it to the ceiling, and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against the wall. Blazing full fury from a sight unseen. Flipping on the podcast, it's your time three. Throwing up a jump for a greeting frenzy. It's a talking festival, the doesn't ever easy. Top that lay that smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you blast it into round town. Top attention, try to stay up for the last round. But we still have finished, and we soaking up the live crowd. Turn it up loud, and make it all proud. Anyone who brought up, yeah, we think we're all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, try some bitches, gonna hit you like plow, like plow. I'm your host as always, Steve. No Nicole this weekend. She's uh she's gonna be uh she's undisposed right now, so uh just riding solo today. Short show this week, just gonna be me and Mr. Brandon Davis, the Black Panther himself, local uh fighter from uh Bantamweight from from around here in Delaware. Brandon, how we doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. Just got done training not too long ago. Uh weight's good, feeling good, and uh condition is good as always, so I'm ready to go. Ready to go after you were ready to go last week. I mean, um, you know, obviously people who don't know the situation know, you know, there was uh there was some some shady MMA dealings uh uh in our own backyard here. You were unfortunate to uh be, have have a an unfortunate role in in it, you know, get, getting kind of caught in the crossfire of uh of some nastiness, but um, you know, uh Delaware put on uh, this promotion. Delaware put on a show. It was only a handful of fights. Then the promoter mysteriously got ill. Police came in, the, shut the the event down, et cetera, et cetera. You're left without a fight. Bunch of freaking madness. What was it like from your end? Can kind of just walk us through? You know how how did that evening play out for you? Yeah, man, it, it was a lot of things going on behind the scenes. At this point, like just from being behind the scenes, I, I don't really don't want to pull my 
point my finger at anybody. I know the investigation is still going on. I'll, I'll wait to say it then. I would, uh, I would just let them know what happened. The hell with the pointing fingers. Let the, let the authorities worry about who's who and what's what in it, as far as that goes. Yeah, so basically uh, the fighters weren't paid. Um, it, it didn't go good. Uh, the promoter, um, she was ill, supposedly. Um, I, I'm not sure uh, what that really happened um, at this point. Um, I'm going to assume at this point that she was ill and point blank period the fighters weren't paid at the point where we're supposed to be paid through the insurance, all that. Um, but, uh, the, the main focus was I, I wasn't able to fight. Um, unfortunately I, I made the weight. It was, uh, it was a hard weight cut. Uh, I made the weight. Um, it was actually at 25, but now I'm going back up to 35 for this fight. Um, so right now I'm putting the pads behind me and, uh, um, I'm ready to move forward and ready to make a statement at King of the Cage uh, coming this Saturday. Oh, man, and that's the other side of this, man. You you have uh, you have the local community kind of kind of swing in and just be like, hey, man, you know, if you if you wanna if you wanna still fight, man, we got something here. Kate, uh, King of the Cage swoops in there, you know, uh, puts something together for you. Like like, how does that make you feel? Like you just had. The lowest of low that any fighter could feel, like just completely deflated, deflated, and then you have to have somebody like like King of the Cage come here and kind of pick up the pieces, so it's not a complete and total loss. Yeah, hundred percent. Honestly, when when one door closes, another door opens. You know what I mean? At this point, and and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it as a positive. I'm going to put on a show, and and I can't thank uh, King of the Cage enough for open that opportunity for me. Uh, the next day, after the situation happened, I posted apologizing to my fans, apologizing to my sponsors. Next thing you know, I have this great message with King of the Cage in my message, ready for me to fight and, and giving me willing to give me an opponent and a matchup and giving me an opportunity to show my abilities that I wasn't able to show this previous weekend. Hey man, it's it, and you know, I mean, not anything against you know that 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 promotion, the, the the staff itself, but I mean, as far as the overall grand scheme of things, I mean, King of the Cage is kind of a a better option to kind of you know get, get your name out there, get you seen, get get eyeballs on you, etc. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I've uh, I've heard about King of the Cage um, before before the, before they even op- offer me the opportunity. I know uh, a good deal about them. One of my teammates has already fought for you guys. Um, so it was more than a great opportunity. Still television time, which which was always the main focus um, going into being a professional. So I'm, I'm, more than, I'm more than happy and appreciative of the opportunity that has come this far. So I'm just ready to put on a show, ready to show a statement that, you know, I'm here and I'm not here to play around. And um, I'm a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you fought in all over the place, you know, you know, Delaware, Jersey, you know, Cage Jury. You fought in all kinds of promotions, you know. Uh, you know, I think it's getting to the point now. You know, are you kind of feel like you know it's the the big pushes now to to kind of uh, you know uh, m- make this thing you know where your aspirations hope hope to take it. Yeah, hundred percent. The big pushes now. The big pushes now. Um, everybody knows, everybody knows in the tri-state area, like I said, I've been sitting at number one in Bantamweight for, uh, what, uh, over a year and a half now, just waiting to go pro. Um, a lot of fight through with, with promotions before that. that. That's why it's actually frustrating. 
I was supposed to go pro for about four or five times, and guys backing out at the last minute. And then that's when Diamond happened, and that would be probably the sixth or seventh time it happened. Um, so it's not the first time. That's why it is frustrating. But during the time I've been training hard, I've been getting better. Um, so it's just going to be a, a great surprise to come at this point. I mean, that's why, it, what, what, you know, like you can't control things. I mean, I think the the one thing you're starting to see, like what, what – uh, the PA Athletic Commission just kind of did kind of, you know, uh, you know, making these, these these athletes be held accountable for backing out or missing weight, et cetera. You know, is that yeah. something you would like to kind of see uniformed over, you know, the uh the 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 fifty states that, that we do have it is have it sanctioned in here in the United States. I mean what what other countries do with it is, is their own is their own kind of business, but you know, we you know, anyone who who's covered local MMA and, and covered it for a significant amount of time knows that the stuff that you guys go through, especially when you're on the amateur scene, is enough to make any person pull their hair out. <laughs> you know, so uh I mean it's 100%. cool to see that. I would like to see, you know, Maybe not as harsh rules as far as like the like uh, I think uh, we just like uh, you know a uh, guy made made a comment like he'd uh, you know uh, took a late notice fight the the change of venue wanted up move, moving missed missed weight by by like a, a half pound and wanted up he's facing a year suspension because he missed weight. Oh, wow. I mean we want athletes to be held accountable, but th- I mean at the same time like you don't want to go overboard like 6 months that's yeah, yeah. it would 100% and, and with that being said I, it honestly just it honestly just boils down to like if you're if you come to fight and you call yourself a fighter that's what you should do hey, you have to consider the job and you have to take it serious you have to know that you got to you got to make those pushes and you got to you got to make those um those, those big steps and and with that being said, you got to take risks at some times. And if you're not able to take those risks, then this sport is not for you. And um, but with that being said, that situation, uh, that's a little different. The guy comes ready to fight. Situation didn't happen in his hands. I wouldn't take it that far. But 100%, if you're if you're that guy that you're stepping, you're signing contracts, and you're saying that you want to fight, and then you back out last minute. Um, and your feet get cold, then that's another story. Then, then maybe uh, yeah, exactly. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That, that's the I think the the big thing. And and yeah, unfortunately, you know the, that some there's going to be some guys that kind of get caught in the crosswebs because of it. It's going to happen. Yeah. We, we we know it's going to happen. It's it's not a perfect system. They're going to have to work out the kinks, etc. So you, you're going to have some casualties get get wound up getting a hammer dropped on them, and maybe unfairly, maybe not, but. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it ha- it has to happen to the kind of straighten everyone else's line out, I guess. Exactly. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to be the example, and it's an unfortunate thing. It's an unfortunate thing. Though. Yeah, it is the unfortunate thing because sometimes it's it is the nice guy who who did a favor for this person, who did a favor for that person, and you know winds up getting get you know something happens, and you know you know we know how life gets. Sometimes there's things out of your control that there's just nothing you can do about, and it just happens. So. You know, yeah, and and the funny part is on top, of, like the whole thing with this thing in Delaware is getting overlooked by everything that happened throughout the sport with the the, the pay per view, the whole uh, Khabib uh, McGregor uh, nonsense. Now, uh, 
there's even more craziness going on. Let's say that they they uh, they stripped the uh, title fight from uh, Cesaro Eubanks, and now he's giving it back to Yoana. Um, wow. <laughs> Derek Lewis is getting the title shot against freaking Daniel Cormier while freaking Curtis Blades is fighting uh, uh, Francis Nagano in Japan, which may, that, that just makes no sense to me, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm freaking stuck with that with Tito Ortiz about to fight again. Are we in, like, bizarro world in the MMA world right now? Yeah, yeah, I, and I was reading something. It was just like, but it, it was just, as you said, it was something along the lines of, bizarreness happened over this past weekend of MMA and it was our situation with Diamond World and then and then talking about the the, the fiasco with between Connor and Khabib and it, it was a lot of things but I mean uh good bad publicity is good publicity sometimes I mean it's taking it to a positive yeah now, but that's uh, just bad all that, that was just, like that is just bad they promoted the fight yeah. badly uh, I mean, dude, like, I, I don't know about, about you, but, like, just the way they were pushing that whole uh, bus incident just didn't sit well with me in any way, shape, or form. You have two of arguably yeah. the best guys in that in that weight class. Khabib was freaking undefeated going to that fight. You you almost didn't even hear it in the freaking, in, like, the pre-fight hype videos. You have a freaking yeah. world Sambo champion who's freaking undefeated going against arguably one of the best counter strikers we have in, in, in mixed martial arts in that weight class right now. And that's probably yeah. something you didn't even hear in that, that video. It's And then everyone's like, oh, you know, this, this, are you surprised this happened? They literally were sitting there. The the I don't care what you say. The the UFC was poking the finger at Khabib. I don't care what you say. You can you, you say, oh, well, they, that may be an oversight. No, 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 no. They already know Connor's our bully. You know, there's, he's sitting there talking about stripping Khabib of the title. I didn't hear about none of this stuff with all the – oh, well, it's Connor. It's Connor. I don't want to freaking hear it's Connor. It yeah. was the biggest yeah. little crap. It was like the, you're seeing the fallout of it. Uh, I mean, Alan Belcher just went on some some some, some post rant that he just did. And basically, like, this is not the mixed martial arts I signed up for. You know, we signed up for something different. We signed up that you know we aren't these 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 thugs, and and this is what you're doing. You're you know they're bringing these thugs, these criminals, in into into the, the UFC, and and just like oh well, these guys, you know, the, you know the, the, they they're, they're sellers, they're they're pay per view buys, so that so they get these opportunities, and I just I don't dig that. Uh, maybe I'm too yeah. old school in the sense I just kind of feel like you know you you earn your spot, you earn your spot. Are there times for for these? money fights or promotional fights or whatever, absolutely there's time for them, but I don't think they should take precedent over people who've earned their spot in this sport. Now, you're coming up into this right now. What are your thoughts on it? Are you going to go break your back to go to the UFC, or are you just going to try to make your, your spot in this sport and, and what, wherever the chips may lie is where they lie? See, and, and that's another – and that's it's a hard thing to say. Like, when I started in this sport, my, my main goal was to be in the UFC. And – um. And and it's still my goal. It's still my goal. I still want to make it to the league, uh, but most definitely, I, I wanna I wanna make this sport allow this sport to pay and and take care of me and my family. And I wanna I wanna be able to travel with this sport, see places that I haven't seen before, and I want it to be a great experience as well as as well as being to provide myself and making me and have a, a definitely comfort a comfortable living environment. So it's two it's two things. Um, would I mind witnessing these things, even though I'm not going to be that person that's going to be in the tabloids as far as being the one of the thugs? No, but um, 
I wouldn't mind being able to see it from behind the scenes and seeing how all these things play out, you know what I mean, instead of reading about it so much. (laughs) I mean, it's just rough. I mean, with the – I mean – I know a lot of guys who were, you know, you know, it, it was their goal, but it's like you start talking to guys like, yeah, I, I love the sport. I, I love what the UFC does. I love what the, what but what it used to represent, but I don't think it really represents that anymore. It's not it's yeah. not the pinnacle. Yeah. If, if you yeah. if you're talking about being a pure mixed martial artist, if you want to want to make a lot of money and 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 you you can Turn a phrase, you know, you know, catch people's attention. Then, yeah, you're probably gonna make a lot of money in the UFC if you're a halfway decent fighter. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and and that's what it's coming to be. But um, my goal always, and it still will be, is to be the best in the world at whatever weight class I am. And and with that being said, I what, what I have to do is I have to I have to perform well. I have to train like I'm the best in the world. And good results will come from it, um, and and it's not going to be because the way I talk or or the shit that I talk or anything like that. Um, it's just going to be going to because that I've, I have brought that ability out of me. You know what I mean? So that's always going to be my main goal. I can't speak for everybody else, but uh, please believe Brandon Davis. It will be the main goal, and I'm not going to do, I'm not going to let anything stop me from being the best in the world at this point. I'm going to, no matter if I have to break my back twice, you know. And man, like, like, you know, I've been asking a lot of people because you see what's going on with these other promotions. I mean, not just Belter, look what PFL's doing this year. If PFL calls you up for next season, like, hey, we're doing Bantamweights, you know, million dollar cash prize at the end of the tournament. (laughs) They're going yeah. with a lot of these these younger guys who don't really, who, you know, who haven't really uh, established a name for the summer. And even just that, you go, um, like, look, uh, you know, uh, what just opened up last month. We, we have the um, MMA Pro League where they have, you know, Team PA versus Team New Jersey, and they're already talking about doing more shows with, with more with more teams versus more teams. So I was like, you know, who's to sit there and say we don't get, you know, where in Virginia go, go next? You know what I mean? <laughs> they yeah. calling you up, Brandy. In those type of opportunities? Yeah, I definitely would take it. But like I said, it's it's only because I'm going to be ready for it, you know. And, and I'm not going to let I'm not going to get exposed because I, I get caught up in what other people are doing. It's all about staying true to yourself, realizing what your goal was when you first stepped into this game, and making that your end goal and completing that goal. You know what I mean? So that's what that's all I got to say for people that to give advice to. You know what I mean? Think about what you, how you started, and not forgiving where you came from. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's one of these things where people go get along in this game, and they kind of get to to like a pinnacle in their career, and they just change things up and do things a different way. And sometimes it, it just, to me, it doesn't make any sense. And like, the, you know, the, you even get some people who. You know, just do things to the detriment of their career. You see some guys like, you know, I'm staying with my gym. This, these are my guys, and and you know yeah. they want to go in three or fight losing streaks. I'm like, my guys, this isn't the stone age of MMA where you have to be so blindly loyal to your guys. They're still gonna be your guys. Those are your guys you came up with. Now, like you talking about going pro, you know, let's talk, you know, hypotheticals here. You know, you know, you 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 start getting along and and you start making some things happen for yourself and. 
you have an opportunity to, to go, let's just say, you know, uh, Rufus Sport. You know, you're you're going to go tra- train with D- Duke, Duke Rufus now. They've offered you an opportunity. Are, are you going to feel obligated to stay there in your backyard with your boys? Are you going to expand your, you know, your, your knowledge and, and put some more tools in your tool belts and start working with, with these guys as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. Um, at the end of the day, you do got to you, you definitely got to do what's best for yourself. Um, but uh, never, for, but on the back end, just like you said, you, you don't have to forget about your team. Um, if it's me and I got a better yeah, attitude, I'm ready. Right. You know, you, know, you 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 get back into uh, you're not quite back in the camp yet. You're not you're not heading back out to to where you train at. It doesn't mean you ain't still ain't gonna go back to to home gym and work with them guys and do some things and even maybe even share the stuff you've been working on. Like, hey, we've been working on this. Let's start do this. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how teams grow. That's how they get better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You are. That's definitely correct. And like I said, it, it, it's all about. It's bringing. It, sometimes you got to bring your team with you. You know what I mean? Bring, bring your guys. Yeah, it, maybe not the whole team, but you know, like yo, like uh, you know, you know, Eric and Bobby, they they doing things too. Let, let's you know, let's uh, let's all pinch in together. You know, you know, get get an apartment and uh, let's see if we can make something out of this next year. You know, you you don't know what 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 can happen if you. You don't believe in yourself and take chances and, and get put yourself out of your comfort zone. Because that's the one thing about this sport. If you don't put yourself out of your comfort zone, you're eventually going to fail. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that is definitely right. You definitely – you like, and that goes back to what I said. You got to make those leaps, and, and you got to really take risks sometimes to get where you need to be. So that's definitely that's I mean, definitely true. Sometimes it's the, it's the biggest risk that that people are scared to take causes the, the biggest reward. Some people are just yep. so terrified of failure or people making fun of them that they'll never, ever, ever, ever take that step. And it's sad yep, sometimes because it's like it's, it's a talent right there. Yep, a hundred percent. And that goes along with what I'm doing this weekend. Uh, technically, even though I went through a training camp, I'm still taking the last minute fight. A lot of people won't do yes. that. A lot of people won't do that. Uh, and I and I and I came I came to heart and I'm just like, yo, I gotta do this. Like I, I feel like it's not gonna build anything but character for me and I'm all about building character, so Yeah, it, it definitely is about you have the right the right guys around you too, man. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, you know, we talk about about things in the sport, and you're talking about taking a fight on short notice. And one of the things that I beat on, like the proverbial drum on this show, is the mental aspect of this sport is so underestimated by not only the people yeah. in it, but some of the fans watch it. They just don't really truly understand the mental aspect, oh. not just as far as oh. the promotion of fight, as far as breaking your opponent down, but also. The the you know the, the mental aspects that you have inside of yourself that goes on in between your ears you know during training camp or off hours walking to the cage inside the cage in the middle of a beating in the middle of beating somebody it yep. you you lose your edge for a second and that can make the, the the total difference of a fight and it's the craziest thing ever they say football's a game of inches well so is MMA and it's even more in between the ears too oh yeah yeah. And anybody that compares football to MMA, you know what I mean? They're they're lost in their own sauce. But uh, yeah, and and that's the thing about MMA. It's more the fans that are so opinionated. But it's like at the end of the day, 
you can talk whatever you want about a fighter, but you got to respect him. At the end of the day, he's going in there. He's getting locked into a cage. He's getting locked into a cage, not a ring, not a boxing ring. He's getting locked in a cage. And when you hear that cage lock, it's it's definitely a rush. And you got to only respect that the fact that that person's taking that rush and, and taking it into a positive factor where he's going to he's gonna put a beating on somebody. How was your 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 first time in the cage? What were what did did you know that lock of the cage like make the hairs in the back of your neck stand up or you know were were you nervous? You know, did you have friends in the crowd? You're like, ah, oh, I hope I don't make it make a fool of myself and lose this fight. Like, oh, you know, what was it like your first time walking down there? Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm a fighter and I and I do feel as though I was born for this. But uh, where I, you know what, I'm gonna say I I am born for this. But at the end of the day, we're all human. Uh, those bad thoughts coming in, uh, come about as soon as you get in that cage. Um, it's all about how you handle it from there. But, yeah, my first fight uh, was came in there completely confident. As soon as those cage doors locked, I had to put myself in a different zone. And I always do. I have to imagine myself that I'm just in the gym and it's another day sparring and I'm having fun. And and it takes a lot to do that because at the end of the day you're not in the you're not in your gym, you know what I mean. You're in a cage, and and it is a lot of pressure on you. And for you to have to turn tune that out, it's a lot, it's a lot on you. But that's what it all comes down to: your mind being right and your mind being focused and having that tunnel vision. Hey man, it's uh the. the I go back to something that I talk with Boss about. You know, I, everyone, you know, like, why do you have to keep bringing that up? I was just, it was a great interview, and it was one of the things that, that just kind of stuck with me. You know, he, Boss Reed says a lot, a lot of things, right? Yeah. One of the things that I argued about him at the time, and I guess over time, I, you know, I've been kind of, uh, I've kind of come off that. And he was like, listen, yes, we, we, we're, combat sports is 100% of physical sport. He's like, but it's yeah. also 100% of no sport. He was like, you could have the biggest, baddest dude who, who's trained all these different disciplines, you know, 10-plus years, et cetera, et cetera. If he's a mental midget, you can crack that dude in the mouth, and he's going he's, he's gonna to fold like a deck of cards. It's just that simple. Yeah, yeah and I'm a fan of He's like, he's bigger, he can be stronger, he can be okay. faster, but he's got a 10-cent head. 100%. <laughs> and like I said, yeah, I listen to Bass Rudin a lot on and, uh on a podcast, especially with Joe Rogan, I, I like listening to that in the morning all the time on my way to work. But, um, yeah, he, I used to be in right. religion, dude. <laughs> I used to be in my religion, yeah. listen to Joe every morning, every time I would go in, go back and, listen and pull up old episodes and whatnot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. What's your I'll, favorite I'll, Rogan episode? What's your, fa- what's your favorite interview that he's done on that show? I would say... Michael Chandler, I would say Michael Chandler. Uh, he talked a lot about um, him coming from a losing streak and how he got it. Just as we're talking about how he got it, how he got it, he had all the talent in the world and he had some hard losses and he came back and came back like an animal. Like um, I don't know if you've seen last Michael Chandler's fights. He's been he, he looks better than ever, and it's not like he's super young. You know what I mean? He's 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 in the middle uh, middle of the prime of his career, and for him to get better, it just meant a lot. That uh, opened my eyes of like what this sport uh, can do to you mentally and can do to you 
and it changed your aspect on life. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I still I still listen to that podcast all the time. Yeah, I mean he's got a few of them. Like some of the crazy ones were 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 fun too. The the I forget. I mean it was like, but I think it was within the first hundred episodes when uh. He had a bunch of guys on there, and they were doing um freaking DMT and shit. I'm like, you guys are yeah. fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Every, every now and then, I do watch those to get a good laugh. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so Joe, what are you doing? He just, had, he just had one of his, his comedy special from Boston drop. He had me freaking dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that Rogan's like a, a comedian sometimes, like, he, he, he's, it's like he's a well, serious, especially because like you listen to not just the not just the his play by play his post part like if you actually listen to his podcast him as an interviewer like the dude like the the the, the, the hell with Larry King Joe Rogan should be like on some major network just having a sit down period oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent. I can listen to him Dude, like for a he while. Finds ways, like, like does he, the way he does his research and break things down, like he's able to get out conversations out of people that you would have never thought to ask that question in a million years. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I, I think that's why his podcast is so successful and so popular, more than anything, yeah. more than anything he does, did in his, his, his career, the – the the man show fear factor any of that that nonsense just doesn't hold in comparison to what he's done with the podcast. No, not at all. Which is crazy. He, cap- <laughs> he captures the viewer's interest on another level, and he, and he keeps it, and he knows how to. He knows he just knows what people like. He knows what he he he, he uses and he's what also he likes. Lightning rod. Oh yeah. Yep, hundred percent. He's a real dude. He's very uh a very uh people person. Very people person. So I like to listen to him there. Yeah, he's still like him and uh, I I I wish he would go back to it, but there's no point to it anymore. But him and Mauro Ronaldo were my, my like original MMA podcast guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people forget about the MMA show that that, that Mauro had. Uh, when he was up there in Canada before he started uh, going back and doing the announcing. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like those two together. Oh, it'll be it'll be even more crazy. I if think they had actually a for, for one event, one event, you need to put them two together because that just uh, and, and and have like one of those one of those events where you just have like hellacious knockouts just to hear them yeah. go bonkers would be amazing. <laughs> That, yeah, that would be a perfect podcast. Had the best knockouts of all time from 1995 till now. <laughs> I'm talking I'm about Tony. Having them break that, that stuff down and talk about it would be amazing. I think that's something Joe should actually do. I don't think I don't think he's ever had Morrow on. Yeah, yo, yeah, matter of fact, we're gonna write something up. We're gonna put in a request, and, and we'll make that. Yeah, dude, we definitely have to because that, that those are two minds that must come together. Especially yeah. with everything that Marv is going through, he's had the documentary on uh, on his on his on his disorder come out on on HBO. That was freaking awesome. The bipolar rock and roller was great. Found out oh, some, yeah. some unique things that were pretty cool that I didn't know already. I was like, holy crap, I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like dude, like he one of those guys. 
from the Pride Era. And speaking of the Pride Era, did you hear they got a book coming out now? I just had an interview a few months ago with a guy that just came out. Before a Fall, it's called The Rise of Pride oh, wow. Fighting Championship. Yeah, wow. he just he, he just he just had interviews with with uh, the Shamrocks, with Boss, with Dan Severn, all them guys. So he just did a he just did a book that just came out on Amazon. Yeah, I ain't much of a reader, but I'll read that. I'll read that all day. Hey man, that, 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 that those are could be stuff that that'll get you through those sauna sessions, man. I keep telling everyone, oh. I was like, y'all underestimate reading when, when when it means the most. Like when you suffer and you just need something to concentrate on your mind, so a book would do wonders. <laughs> Yeah, what was that book last week when I needed it desperately? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, yeah. I, I, I'll, tell, uh, I'll tell Lee to hit you up, man. We can see if we can get you a copy or something because th- those, like, that, yeah. that's, like, the error right there. Like, every, like we, we talk about, like, everyone talks about MMA now. It's like, man, what what it was in the early to, early to mid-2000s compared to what it is now, come on, man. I know I'm a homer, yeah. but it's just it's not pales in comparison. Yeah, yeah, definitely exciting. You got the you got the you got the OGs of the sport at that time. Um, just as we were talking about, like definitely definitely a good time, definitely a good era, definitely a good era. Yeah, it was a fun that, era. That goes back, yeah, we, goes back we, we, hopefully we can get through this era and uh, and and find some some sunlight in it because it's starting to get dreary. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. That'd be uh. Well, definitely. Get me in the UFC. I'll bring it back for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yo. So um, now uh, gonna kind of, kind of change gears here because you know we like to have fun on here, talk about all all kinds of topics. Your your nickname is Black Panther. Obviously, is, is that a derivative from the 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 the, the Morrow hero, or is it or is it something else? No, it's actually not. Uh, I was named that. I, okay. I I wasn't really familiar with the comic. Um, it's actually the way I move. My speed has to do with like the my speed. One day we were in the gym and they were trying to come up with a uh, a name for me. And uh, one of my main coaches, he always called me like Jungle Cat. And we were like, that's good. That definitely is what I am. But uh, it doesn't go good with my name. And then that's when uh, one of my my other coaches said Panther. And then that's when uh one of my uh my uh coach's dads was like, Yo, Black Panther and that's how it came up. So uh I think that was in what, two thousand thirteen, my first year of fighting. Um, that's when they first started calling or at two thousand fourteen. That's when they started calling me that. And then uh that's when the movie came out and um and then I'm like, Oh man, somebody took my name. <laughs> Even though the comic was around for years, it wasn't talked about too much, you know what I mean? So uh, that's well, actually yeah, how my name. Like one of those comments that, that people that, that people didn't really kind of get involved in. It wasn't overly like well written or anything like that. So it was just kind of one of those superheroes that kind of fell through the cracks and no one really knew about. It. And it was like Marvel has yeah. this hunk pile of freaking superheroes that that they've kind of buried in comics throughout the years and and whatnot. So I mean, hey man, I mean. For for what it's done there that not no one really known about it over the last twenty years or so like that you didn't you didn't hear any new editions or, or of, of printings coming out and then finally here the movie it was like where where was this like the last thirty years what's going on here yeah <laughs> the movie was great <laughs> yeah it, it had, I, you know 
Yeah, and, and, and it's not even the cultural thing. Like I just dig the the, the way the movie was written. The you know the, the whole the whole thing behind it. You know, I know a lot a lot of uh, you know uh, African American superhero fans were freaking literally go, like going through the roof of that movie. Oh, yeah. It is one of the one of the better ones that they've made out of out of the you know Marvel brand over the last you know fifteen twenty years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean definitely. just. Well, no, they, they, the, where they hit the home run is they got it right with uh, with, with Brian with, with Brian and Chadwick as as the you know the 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 hero and the villain. Yep, hundred percent. Superhero movies only good as a superhero and the villain. Yeah, yeah, definitely got. Me I mean, it's a shame they, they you know Killmonger had to die, and you know you know you kind of want to see that go another way, but you know. We don't go always get what we want in, in the movie theaters, just like we don't go what we want in real life either. <laughs> yeah, and, and most of the are you, time, uh, the are you best... a big Marvel fan overall? Like you you follow the uh, the the the. Oh, not overall. I like Batman, Superman, and uh, of course I like Panther. But um, besides that, um, not too much. Not too much. I'm just a big Superman, Batman, and uh, now I'm Panther fan, of course. But, well, um, so Black Panther has now gotten a new fan d- due to the movies. But so you're saying Batman and Superman. So you're a DC guy. Are you are you happy with the the total upheaval that they're literally having in front of our eyes right now? Yeah, uh, somewhat. <laughs> uh, more of the Marvel, but yeah, somewhat. I would say. I mean, it's just I, I love DC. They just can't get anything right. I mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I've always loved DC, but it's just like when you look at it, like you know, they're they're losing uh, their their Superman, who's pretty perfect as as Superman, because they didn't pay the guy not to take another job while he was waiting for them to to figure out what they were doing. You're losing your your Batman, you know, for you know you can't you can't put up with Affleck anymore. Then why the fuck hire him in the first place? Yeah, man. So, I mean, just, it's just kind of the I had a fear. I was like, listen, if we're, if we're already past the origin stages of all that of Batman. Let's let, let, let's uh, let, let's take it '90s cartoon. Let's get let's get like the Nightwing and bring Michael Keaton back as 90 year old Batman or something. <laughs> it goes all about taking those risks, man. It's all about taking yeah, those risks. Now, what? Speaking of which, you're talking about taking a risk here. So, you know, what's probably the the most risky thing you, you you've done fighting wise? Like you've seen an opening, and maybe you should have like gone for this flying knee or or for this for this crazy submission. Have you ever put yourself in a bad situation because of a uh, of of just a crazy risk? Maybe if it's not uh, even the case. Maybe something that you did it you did in your everyday life, and it was like, oh, why did I do that? Uh, and fighting, not too much. I feel like I'm, uh, especially with just being a wrestling, being wrestling my background, I'm all about control. Um, so I can't take too much of a risk in, uh, in fighting. Um, definitely, probably in training, I tried some, I tried some stuff that uh, probably doesn't always make sense. But uh, I'm all about taking risks because I, I want to see if it's gonna work. You know what I mean? I, and that's what it's all about. That's what training is for: trying stuff and seeing if it works. And if it doesn't, um, Check it off, put it in a trash can, <laughs> and I've, I've 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 had to do that a lot, but 
Um, as far as in the cage, when it comes to perform time, um, putting on that show, I wouldn't say thus far I haven't made too many, but um, I got a long career to go. Who knows? <laughs> hey man, hopefully you get it. You get it all taken care of, man. You got a. Uh, yeah. You got the. Uh, you got a long road ahead of you. You know, you, you got the 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 right discipline. You know, if we if we look at the uh, history books right now, they used to say uh, yeah. jujitsu was was the discipline. Well, go look at the champions in the UFC right now. How many wrestlers do we got? Yeah, it's like ninety five percent. Yeah, it's more than half. Break, break break that down. Yeah. You got Khabib technically still a wrestler, even though it's sports sambo. That's 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 what they're yeah, wrestling, we, right? We would consider that for like Greco Roman, yeah. I mean, I think the only non-wrestlers you have are the women right now. Look at it. It's Rose and, and, and Chris. Everyone else is just yeah. about wrestling. Yeah, 100%. But especially in the men's so, division, it's taken over by wrestlers. Taken over. Hey, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing when, uh, when uh, you, you're able to, to be – you know, a a uh, high level practitioner in kind of the the sport of that is dominant inside of combat sports right now. I say it gives you a leg up, man. You control where the fight yeah. goes. You you know, I've always said that the the thing about about wrestlers that they always wind up having power in, in one of their hands. If you can de- develop a, a striking base on top of that grappling base that you already have with the wrestling and combine it with some jitsu, some jitsu. Good God, you're a scary freaking individual when it comes to combat sports. Oh yeah, hundred percent, and that's what I plan on being. All these disciplines. I was even like, I used to, I used to, I love Josh Koscheck. Josh Koscheck was one of the guys as I was coming up watching the sport, you know, be, enjoying being a fan at that time. Yeah. If he developed anything outside of that right hand, he probably would have been a lot more problems to deal with. But I just kind of felt that he got, uh, he was, uh, you know, cocky Josh, and you know, I got the right hand yeah. now, I'm good to go. Kind of stuck with those two tools, and as he got to the top of that food chain, he figured out it wasn't enough. But I mean, that's just one of those things. The guy was just a pure wrestler out of Edison College, and you know, winds up being one of one of the the, the high dollar amount guys in the UFC during that time period. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, Josh, just like you said, I think the wrestlers uh, elevated their game and realized that the game. Um, it can surpass them if, if that's all they focus on is and not like really expanding the tools to be the most dominant person in every style. And it, <laughs> that's what what I get excited about 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 the next generation of athletes that we talk about in combat sports is just to see the evolution of, of these guys. We we went from seeing specialists dominate the sport to. They can barely even be gatekeepers now with the yeah. evolution of, of the game in itself. So it's either you evolve or you die. That's the way it goes anymore. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Hey, man, it's it's one of these things that, you know, as much as I, I like to tear apart aspects of the sport, we're still what, you know, t- you know, within the first 30 years of its existence – I'm sure yeah. the NFL had bumps and bruises along along the way. It's still catching licks, and, and they, they've been around damn near 100 years. So, yeah. you know, as much as still I like to, to, to compare that aspect, we're still, it's still a young sport. We still have, kind of have to grow with it. Are we kind of 
disheartened by some things, yes. I think the biggest thing that I would be upset about isn't even the promotion. This is the fans. They're they're the big MMA fans are literally the biggest fair weather fans I have ever come across. Yeah. One minute they're your best friend, the next minute you're 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 the you're the worst fighter on the freaking planet. Yeah, hundred percent. They're 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 starting to get worse than boxing. <laughs> well, but even the, the boxing fans are at least loyal enough to turn in. It doesn't matter if it was you fighting or anyone else. They're at least loyal yeah. to the sport. They turn out for yeah. a handful of fighters. That's it. They don't buy your guys' gear. They don't support your guys' sponsors. I mean, it's probably one of the reasons why, like, some people don't really dig me as a podcast because I just fucking the way I see it is the way I call it. Y'all act like a bunch yeah. of crying little idiots. And then y'all tear these fighters apart for it and then don't support them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But uh, maybe with the sport being uh, gained, is, just like we said, that evolution, hopefully, hopefully uh, the. Uh, the fighters or the fans itself will get a little bit more educated as it goes along. But we can only hope. We can only hope. Yeah, like I said, we're we're gonna kind of have to play patient and uh and just kind of take it as we go. You know, yeah, as much as we want to see things, because you know, I you know, so I think some people have reason to be upset about how things play out. I think it took him long enough by now that some of those things that we're complaining about should be situated with, with the dollar amount that, that, that the sport brings in on, on a regular basis. So we're just talking the UFC. Well, let's take, let's take out all the local and everything, just what the UFC does. I'm sure any boxing promoter, combat sports promoter in any way, shape or form would love to have that, that type of payroll and cash flow to freaking deal with, to put on this per year. But like I said, we gotta take take the baby steps with them for for, for now. Uh, you know, I'll be hard on them, but I still love the sport. And most important, I, I I love you athletes more than anything. You guys are, are what I think makes this sport so special. Why I think that I still believe in Dana's words, where I think this sport could be the biggest in the world, but it's because of you guys. It's because of the athletes. It's because of not just that. Like if you look, like when we talk about pro athletes on, on a large scale. Who's the most accessible sports athletes? Yeah. It's MMA players. Yeah. They, they have less first off. They have less they kinda have less responsibilities in in that access. And you guys are so depending on your social profile that you have to be. But that's yeah. what I think will eventually separate the the combat sports athletes from your NBA players, your 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 NHL players, your football players, etc., is because of what what you what the fans actually in reality mean to you guys. Because literally, we are yeah. paychecks. Where in yeah. the NFL, technically, it's not. It's the teams, the ones that's paying the athlete. It's kind of different. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. and that's what it, you you gotta you gotta gain interest. Uh, if you want, if you want to uh, make a living in this sport, but um, that's where that's where I'm going at this point. I mean, as far as like I said, I'm gonna put on good performances. I'm gonna um, do all I can and make it to the top, be the best in the world. And uh, I feel as though with just having that mindset, everything's gonna come together. Everything's gonna play itself out, and um, and it's nothing but success from there. 
So that all starts with uh, this Saturday, King in the Cage, and uh, Baltimore at the Casino Live. And uh, you can expect me there, and you can expect me to put on a good show. That's what we expect from from every one of you guys every night. I mean, I know that's why uh, some of these fans get the way they get is because how passionate they are because they want to see, see you guys do well, et cetera, et cetera. But, hey, man, at the end of the day, you're the one putting everything on your line, your health, your well-being, the time away from your family, et cetera. So, you know, you know. I, at, you know, doing what I do, appreciate what you guys do, even though you guys may not hear about that enough from your fan, from the, the fan base themselves, regardless if we're talking about MMA fans or, or yours in specific, you know, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, I always say yep, you're, you're living the ultimate dream right now because you're your own boss. And that's what everyone yeah. wants to live. No one wants yeah, to have someone yeah. over on the finger and telling them to do this and do that. I think that's the most important dream of all that you guys chase. And no one talks about. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're definitely right about that, and that is the that's the biggest goal is just like you said, being your own boss. So, it's something that not a lot of people can afford to do, unfortunately. So, it's uh. Yep, definitely. It's important, man. It it really is. You know, because you know, there's yeah. there's some of us we can't do that. <laughs> We can't have yeah. the, the, these knucklehead bosses. We wind up in jail because they say stupid stuff and do, th- do stupid things, and they think they can throw their power around like that, and it just winds up in bad situations. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Just like you said, that's all tier of gold. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, just playing on and getting in here, uh, getting uh, some good food in me, and um, just uh, staying focused for this weekend. So. I mean, you got uh, you got technically got the hard part done. You just you, you're you're playing the keep the eye on the weight, the whole the whole mental side again. <laughs> the waiting game, the waiting game. <laughs> so, um, man, uh, Brandon, it, it was a pleasure talking to you tonight. What, what what I typically do at the end of these interviews is kind of throw the proverbial microphone over to you. Anyone you want to thank, okay. training partner, teammates, shoot at your social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, what, what, whatever you got, fighter pages, any charities you work with, sponsors you might have, anything you want to say at all, my, my friend, the, the platform is yours, man. Okay. And now, so, uh, yeah, just want to uh, thank all my sponsors. Um, also want to thank all my teammates, coaches. I got my coach, my jiu-jitsu coach, uh, Earl Trouble Small. And uh, my striking coach, uh, Steve McCabe, want to thank them. Shout out to 302 BJJ, uh, my main training gym. And uh, my strength and conditioning coach, Eddie Hall, out in uh, Reading, PA. And uh, also want to thank my fans, my friends, my family. And just like I said, 302 BJJ, uh, shout out to them. And uh, my family has brought me to this point with the support. So, um, follow me on BL underscore CK underscore Pantera on Instagram, and you can follow me at Brandon Davis on Facebook. Uh, everyone, you heard him. Keep an eye out on this kid. He's going to be a uh, a bantamweight uh, in the future who's going to be uh, wiping the mat with with, uh, with some of these guys uh, coming here in the future. Make sure if you guys are in the area, you go you go check him out for the uh, for the King of the Cage event there. Hopefully we get to have you back on here again sometime, talking some more fight game stuff, talking some more life, whatever, man. It was a pleasure talking 100%. to you, man. Yep, you as well. Take it easy. Uh, let's do it again sometime.
Yeah, definitely, man. Just, uh, you know, and anytime you got something lined up, dude, just, just reach out to me. I have no problem. Like, you know, uh, man, one of the big things that I do here, man, I, I'm not just one of these one of these podcasters that just go into these big names of, you know, oh, we got Chris Cyborg on. Oh, you know, I've interviewed everyone from Chris Cyborg to Dana White to Steve A. Mio, which that's all fine and great. But I, I truly, honestly, I have more fun talking to some of the, the, the younger fighters that really haven't made a name for their, so, their sport. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get guys that get nervous and stuff like that, you know, just like, like anyone does in life. But, like, it's because I learn more talk about you guys, and then I get to watch you guys kind of grow up and actually become, you know, two, you know veteran mixed martial arts of the sport who, you know, you know, who some, you know, make a big difference in this fight, fight game and some don't. I remember watching Paul Felder before he even won his Cage Fury title. And, you know, look what he's doing now. I mean, I, I just really yeah. love watching you guys come up. It, it really is. It's part part I love. And, you know, I'm even working on some other things to kind of focus on that from guys from other sports. You know, the the walk to the top, so to speak, is more fun to, to watch than just watching them celebrate at the top of the mountain. It's just a muscle yeah, journey 100%. for us as an aspect. Yeah, that's what it's about. But just like you said, you see it, um, guys. You get to see you 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 get to see the quality of guys come from zero to a hundred and, and make it all the way as a fighter. You know what I mean? The the one of the best, what I would consider the best athletes, the best type of athletes um, anybody can make on this world. So yeah, hundred percent. So. Again, guys, make sure you guys are, are checking Brandon out. Remember, he's the actual Black Panther, not not not, not the one from the movie theater. He, he he's a real one. <laughs> the actual, <laughs> the actual. He, he's riding a fight, fight winning streak, guys. Again, I'm not just saying this to to, to, cap, to cap you guys up. This guy's gonna be be making some some difference in the sport moving forward. So, do your thing, man. Best deal to you uh, uh, in the upcoming fight, and and we'll have you back on here again, man. Yep, definitely. Take it easy, my man. You too, man. You have a good one. Best skill. Be yeah. safe, and we'll have you on here. Keep in touch, man. For sure. Take it easy. Bye. All right, everyone. That was Brandon Davis, another uh, another young and talented fighter. You know, coming up in this sport. You know, like I said, six and one bantamweight there. As he was telling you, you know, he's been been having some headaches get, getting the uh, getting the pro debut going. But I mean, other than that. No, this is what we do, man. We love this sport. We love watching these guys go out there and 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 compete. So, thank you to uh, to, to Brandon for his time tonight. Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, we will be back next week. Nikki should be back when we do. Other than that, to another episode of Kate Chat Submissions. I'm Steve. Nicole's not here, but make sure you guys are showing her some love at Nikki Boss on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're uh, giving her uh, her page some love there. Um, also, make sure you're showing us some love, CSS Radio. Also, make sure you are heading over to the Facebook fan page, showing us some love there. Again, guys, we got some stuff working on on in the background. We're trying to trying to get going. So when we can announce, we'll let you guys know. Other than that. You guys have a good evening. This was episode 245 of Cage Side Submissions. We will see you guys next week. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Cage Side Submissions with Steve Reichel and Rachel Blaze. This is.
is a call to all. You know it's like you're rockets and I'm busting through the door. Breaking through the ceiling and I'm opening up the floor. Make you split your head when you bang against the wall. Blaze of full fury from a sight unseen. Living on the podcast, it's your time three. Throwing up a chunk for a breeding frenzy. It's a talking fest, the waters of this every sea. Time to lay the smack down, lay it on your back now. Focus on that moment when you bash it into round town. Competition tries to stay up for the last round. But we still have finished and we soaking up the live crowd. Turn it up loud and make us all proud. Anyone who brought up scary people all up in the ground. Down low, cause it's hanging all up in the cloud. Hey, flash of bitches, gonna hit you like blow, blow, blow. Go, go, Steven Rachel! Go, go, Steven Rachel! 